This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. All right, well, ladies hey, everybody. and gentlemen. Yeah. Episode 64. <laughs> 64. I actually knew this JB week. JB for the win. Yeah, that was good. yeah. I'm riding high on my lemonade prediction from last week. You know, let's, let's. Speaking of riding high, I actually yes. had a couple of people after service said, like, dude, like, are you like, are you high or something? Because apparently I was like. You, you had, you brought some energy. I was not, for the record, <laughs> No. I was not. Nor has Josh probably ever ever been high. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And and with the exception of like, like I think once I I smoked a cigar once and I that affects you. I used to light, which is kind of weird. Like Mm -hmm. from a (laughs) sanitary standpoint, I used to light my buddy Mike's cigarettes for him Mm. because he'd be driving. Sure. Okay, light me a cigarette. So I'd sure like I'd light his cigarettes. Right. Other than that, like I'm, hmm. like I haven't ever yeah. partaken of of substances. So no, yeah, I was not high yesterday in service. I literally like, I think people under <laughs> underestimate the impact of the lobby. Of, no, of the cold <laughs> plunge. I really like. Oh yeah, it is such an energizing thing. Now yes, maybe it was a mistake. But I did the cold plunge, and then I did. I got home, like I spent some time stretching out after a workout yesterday, mm-hmm. and then I I did a pour over. I yeah. mean, so I had, I I was coming off the cold plunge, and I had coffee in my system. <laughs> I was just ready to go, man. Like I was ready to go. <laughs> he was he so. <laughs> was high on dopamine from the cold plunge, there you and go. then caffeine as well, which is a very powerful. Ah. Uh, that's a powerful combination. I use the same combination. <laughs> no, so it was just, it was just, yeah. uh, it was, it was good. Yeah, so. it is good. But and then we, I was late for second service. Yeah, you came ripping in. I got again. Talking. It's the lobby. Well, and I actually felt bad. I want to find the guy. Uh, I was talking to a, a gentleman in the lobby. Yeah, uh, and we just got talking. I actually felt afterwards. I was convicted. Like no, zip out. I was like, you know what. John could have finished. John could have hosted just fine sure, on sure. his own, and you could have finished I, the conversation. I chose the less important thing, mm. wow. and that was hosting. I should have stayed out in the lobby and, and continued my conversation with this guy. conversation was so, that important. Well, I just, I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah. I just, I was yeah, convicted yeah. after that. So, yeah, there are yeah. some of those conversations that we get into that are, I know, in the lobby that are just like, "Hey, how's your family? What's going on?" But then there are very pastoral. Uh, encounters not only in the worship center but then also in the lobby the the big lobby that i think yeah it's hard to kind of get away from those i have i keep my phone in my pocket for the lobby time and generally i will be paying attention to the comfort monitors that are in the lobby to see when pre-roll starts running and when pre-roll starts running that's your cue i try to start winding things down to get back to the green room for stage calls. I so. usually watch for like the two minute because oh, the, the music yeah. changes at like two minutes. It does. But I mean, but I mean, you yes. like, you're already on stage at two minutes. Yes. Cause yes. you're, you're tuning, tuning and, and all the stuff like yes. that. Right. Okay, but I, so I usually watch for that yesterday. I'm, I'm so engaged in this conversation. Also, like I just, I sense a shift and I'm like, 
huh so i glance over and i'm like five seconds like <laughs> i says dude i got i'm supposed to be in there <laughs> i gotta go i book it in there and uh <laughs> yeah no yeah. so i was a little uh, i was a little tardy on yesterday. uh on, on broadcast side though you know we we didn't uh we were fine yeah. okay and then uh first service everything was good you did come in come with some pretty strong energy that's what i was thinking hey you know what it is what it is yeah do some cold plunges ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it, it really is, is i'm actually I'm, it's a trending thing obviously yeah yeah well the, the wild thing is like i don't i still don't know that i would say that i enjoy the cold plunge i don't like cold any more than i used to yeah uh again it, i like but I you like can tolerate air. it better than you used to oh absolutely yeah even absolutely. the weather is different you're yes something is different after that um yeah we're we're kind of starting to sound like uh goggins david goggins <laughs> yeah. with this i hate cold plunges <laughs> you think i like doing this that's a, you sissies out there that's not what he usually says though <laughs> he usually uses as many expletives for the faint of heart do not uh, david goggins goggins is not um this is the ultra marathon guy who he's a navy seal and an army ranger like just because yeah, ultra marathon. He'll wake up two o'clock in the morning, like fill his backpack full of rocks and then tell his girlfriend, hey, we're running 100 miles. Let's go. And then he just goes and runs 100 miles. His knees, the stuff like the jelly or whatever you got in between your knees, one of his knees, it, all of that's gone. Oh, like the meniscus? Like I don't know. It, it's just everything? bone on bone. Okay. Like the pain is is probably. Yeah. And he's like, I just keep running. I don't care. <laughs> he's one of those kind of. Yeah. His last I mean, interview. He'll care if he like deforms the bone. The bone is deformed. Yeah. That's literally what has happened. <laughs> when you see an X-ray of one of his knees, the bone is grown. It's grown larger mm. because of the rubbing. He he's tortured. Uh, the last interview he did with Joe Rogan, I felt like was probably one of the better exchanges I had seen with Goggins and another person. Rogan is a master. He is a master interviewer. Again, not for the faint of heart. I just saw something. Okay, I never. I've never actually watched or listened to a single second of a joe rogan yeah podcast yeah i saw something i get the uh the pour over the the news news you know, yes. I get that email every day you know like so good it's a really cool just news very headliney it's not giving you commentary With scripture but it gives you scripture like oh hey the world is falling apart but here's what scripture says mm -hmm. um yeah. but they were talking about his podcast yeah. I did not connect. Not that I ever watched a whole lot of this. Right. I didn't know that he was the fear factor guy. Yes, he was. I was like, I was like yes. what? This Joe Rogan guy was the fear factor guy? Yeah. And he's UFC. He's a UFC commentator. So he's the guy that's like. Uh, okay, commentator. Not actually. He never like fought or anything in UFC. No, but he could have. He's, okay. a, he's a super bad dude. Yeah, See, I don't, super. I know super, very little about. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. You would not want to tink, so. tinker with him. Um, but it, this interview with Rogan and and Goggins again, I'm not telling listeners or viewers necessarily to go and we watch. are not going to link this one in the description. No, no. Rogan is a vulgar vulgar man, um, and Goggins is super vulgar. But it was interesting to watch because uh, Goggins. He, he's he's a he's a tortured soul you mm. could see it's like what he was why he was doing the things he's doing you could see it's like all i could think of is like man you, you the love of jesus could set you free you mm. could keep doing what you're doing like but your why yeah, you're, not, would you're change. not tortured just because you run 100 miles i mean that's yeah 
a whole level of different but yeah. like he's tortured <clears throat> like you could tell this guy's actually tortured in his spirit and uh joe rogan another guy i pray for him sometimes he's gonna mess around and get saved because he keeps having these born again believers on his podcast talk and he has mushroom mystical weirdo he has all kinds of different people on his podcast um talking about the afterlife and ndes and very interesting stuff but he he has had born again christians and people who are not what shall i say which ndes are near-death experiences yes. not a type of drug no uh Joe has what I would call not the typical, you know, fire engine red neo Republican, neo conservative, sorry, Baptisty kind of Christians, like the 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 top layer of evangelicalism that is sometimes <laughs> my best friend's a baptist we love baptists yeah no 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 they're cool and i know i work for some baptist guys that are great uh but there you know there's a level there, there's a certain brand of christianity out there yeah. that is god guns guts and just very homophobic very it's an unhealthy marriage of a lot of different things nationalistic yeah. you know hyper hyper patriot patriots uh which nothing against our flag our country or or being a patriot we're we're john you know one of our pastors is a veteran and we're grateful for all and i'm thankful to live mm -hmm. in the country but there is a level to that i'm really excited going really sideways here Preston sprinkle a new book comes out the first week of march exiles in babylon is the name of the mm -hmm. book and it's essentially considering the marriage of empire imperialism and, and politics in the christian church what should our stance be as christians i lean personally more towards probably a mennonite perspective the more time is passing which is abstain see and i i don't i don't i still think <laughs> but, except for local but okay yeah because locals like i think it actually matters and like something will change and like there's it impacts my family and where mm. i live I just I have so and it's coming from a place of hopelessness. I just do not have any hope in anything political on a national, maybe even a state level. The twist with that, oh. though, right? And you see this like there's been over the last, I don't know, handful of decades in particular, right? like a growing sense of dissatisfaction with, quote unquote, the establishment. Mm -hmm. the, the downside of that is the church has got lumped into that. So if we're, yeah. gonna, if we're going to like With reject, the empire. reject any sort of authority structure, mm -hmm. like the the baby and the bathwater are both being yeah. dismissed. So I, I, I think there's a caution there. Yeah. Like the more we, the more we rail against authority structure, <laughs> like, I mean, for you, like as part of like church leadership, whatever, like mm -hmm. we have to be careful that we're not cutting our own legs out from under us. Yeah, my my railing isn't necessarily against the authority structure. My my railing, I would say, is is that, against okay. the efficacy okay. of my involvement with that authority. So structure. yeah, it may, and I I probably worded that poorly, right? No. Not against the authorities, because I yeah. you're not the kind of guys like oh you know oh no screw you government no but no, I, I'm thankful but more, but more the for our like military the, and the system that is like oh like yeah. the system doesn't work yeah. like so that's where i think yeah. my caution is like are we yeah yeah are we are we shooting ourselves in the foot in some sense yeah i don't know maybe we're not 
Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know how we got there, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Joe, drank my entire cup of coffee. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan has these believers on, on his podcast that are, I would say, you know, they're not liberals or progressives and they're not neoconservatives. They're, they're kind of, I would say my own brand or my own vibe of Christianity in the middle of the Moderate. road. Yeah. yeah. Moderates, you know. Um, and which middle, I really appreci- the appreciate. The middle is a maddening place to be. It is. That's yeah. where I, I remember taking a political science course in college, mm-hmm. and like week one, the professor sends out this assessment. Like, all right, and he plots you on this this graph. So you, you get split oh, up wow. into, into quadrants. I want to see this graph. I want to be on that. I want to uh, figure it out. Well, and, and, and like, I don't remember all of the examples. Like in one of them, it was like some psycho communist dude like sure, sure. he's like the Marxist. extreme yeah, yeah. you've got like all uh hitler yeah, yeah. was like one of the oh, extreme, yeah. like and you've got all these yeah. extremes i was like dead nuts middle <laughs> I, like i don't right like, in the middle <laughs> like you couldn't be more middle yeah like I, in your vertical and your horizontal like axis i was i was yep. uh I was right there in the middle. And that can be a frustrating place to be as things have gotten more mm-hmm. and more polarized, polarizing. Yeah. You're like, come on guys. <laughs> like it, yeah. it, it's not this yeah. stark of a contrast when we boil it all down to. And coming into basics. November, it's like, I just, what, what is going to go on? Like what is actually <laughs> going to happen? You know, who uh, knows, but okay. Kay. The coffee we're drinking. Do you have any memory I- of the notes that you were getting. I don't, My wife uh, put some painter's tape. Oh, come so on, Lisa. Today, What's up? we are drinking. We're going to look away. Look away. I'm hideous. I, I don't know, even know if it even focused, but we'll Goss uh, Coffee, which is in Louisville, Kentucky. This is a Guatemala La Provid- Providencia. Provid- Providencia. Providence. Oh. The Providence of Guatemala, I would guess. So she has taped over. What kind of flavors uh, are you tasting? The only the only thing I've got is Fuji Apple, and I don't have any coffee left to mm. try anything else. Last little drop. There. I'm gonna say like nougat, like um, some kind of a nougat. Like a toffee. Toffee. I, yes. I, I give I'm, a toffee. I'm going with that too. It's right. not super fruity. No, no. It's it is a, a chocolatier sort of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, let's that, see what we got. You're here. gonna register that chocolate that, guess. Oh my gosh. Think chocolate. <laughs> Dude, you're freaking two weeks in a row, man. Right there. Hey, we're Come up on. to like ten thousand points on. for for Pastor JB right here. <sighs> Grape and molasses. Okay. This is a Katua variety, Katura. The process is washed. Sunergoss coffee, Guatemalan. Very good coffee. I'm enjoying it. Look at their label. Do you see? It's like an elephant with a tortoise and a rabbit on top. What is that? That's a little trippy. Yeah, something. Like, I wonder what the origins of that mm, are. That's sort of wonky. Like who sat down? Like or maybe mm-hmm. what does Sunergoss mean? Did we have that conversation? We before didn't. At one but point? let's see if we can get this to. Uh, I can't cover my eye. There it is. Okay, y'all can see it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's good coffee. I just took it out of the freezer this morning. I bought that fresh uh, in Louisville at the shop. One of the shops in Louisville. They've got several in the city uh, on our trip to uh, Gulf Shores for Christmas. So Rock and roll. No, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks in a row, man. Episode yeah. 64. I have a timer now, Josh, because we 
multi-view has changed and we don't have our timer anymore no. so yeah this will help us kind of right. register but right. so we're coming into this listeners viewers kind of a, not at a loss but not knowing exactly what this podcast was gonna <laughs> gonna contain because yesterday let's let's describe first for the listeners viewers maybe that weren't there um what was the service i mean how, how did it line up how, well so i mean it wasn't which what it was actually kind of hilarious i had some people coming off the week prior mm -hmm. you know and pastor ryan talked about like oh hey what if church looked different than what we right. expect and i had people actually they were concerned like hey we're not like getting rid of the sermon are we like they're, and then and, and then, then yesterday we didn't have a sermon i was like oh man <laughs> so no so we did we did some some worship through music mm -hmm. uh we engaged in communion together mm -hmm. and and it was a yeah a little bit let i don't want to say less structured because there was structure mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. it still um but yeah, it didn't. It didn't have the our normal teaching component, which is usually what fuels our conversation here on Radiant Reflections. Yeah. So, so we were yes. we were talking like, well, do we do we still shoot an episode? It's like, yeah. I don't. I don't. I kind of want to come together and drink. Yeah, some coffee and drink coffee. Yeah. But one one line of conversation, and we don't have to belabor it. But I know the week prior, and we even alluded to this mm -hmm. in the podcast. Like, it was a pretty special service it was uh, i mean with with spontaneous baptism with a lot of just different things and people you know kind of like the palpable presence of god was in that service and i, I don't you know i had the comment yesterday oh well you know like yeah this this didn't feel the same as last week and it's like that's okay yeah like not <laughs> not yeah. every service has to be like this mountaintop and i think that the the thing we have to be we have to be cautious of Right, because those services are awesome. Right. We have to be cautious that we don't try to continually recapture a specific move of God. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to be careful not to manufacture, Ooh. if you will, yes. the presence of God. Right? I, I use air yeah. quotes for those of you that are, yeah. are just listening to the audio. Yeah. Because then we've turned it into this emotionalism, this experiential, yes. like, oh, like, it's not a good service if I don't feel, feel certain mm. things. Yeah. We have to be really cautious of that. Mm -hmm. So, yes, did yesterday look and maybe feel different than the week before? Sure. Does that mean that God was less involved in yesterday's service? No. Right. No. <laughs> like, he was He was as present mm -hmm. uh Again, we man, we put God in these boxes and think, oh well, this is what it looks like for God to show up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, you know, and I know for me, Josh, uh, I felt like, and this is a little peek behind my veil of brain, I feel like God was more present yesterday because we took communion. Oh, because He's present in the elements, which I figured we were, we were going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, He He and there's there's an efficacious grace at the table. I, I'm convinced of that. I, you know, I'm not a transubstantiation thinker. Which, on, for those of you that are not yeah, familiar with the term, word, it means yeah. uh, that is the belief. Uh, our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters, yes, would say that the 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 bread and the juice or the bread and the wine actually turn into the physical body of yes. Christ in in the in the communion uh, yes. process uh yeah we're not advocating that view right uh, but we're, even we're though also... the scriptures there are some scriptures that point to that jesus says in the communion the passover uh the last communion this is 
my body and my blood. So he says that. So there is some credence towards what they're saying. I don't end up there myself mm-hmm. um, because I think transubstantiation has some doctrinal and theological ramifications that the book of Hebrews particularly really, really speaks against oh. crucifying the son of God again, trampling the, the spirit of grace underfoot, counting the blood of the covenant, a common thing that we're re-sacrificing or re-crucifying Jesus in the act of communion. When I felt like John did a wonderful job, John did not say, which blessed my soul. He did not say that it was symbol. Well, he said he, he said that it was a remembrance, which it that is what it is. I liked I liked his uh, I analogy to like job. a birthday or anniversary that type yes. of uh, you know, analogy. I I like that. I don't know that I've ever heard it presented. I that hadn't way before. either. I was like, yeah. Huh. But there is symbolism in communion in communion yes but yes there's it is also but still it's a sacred there is yes yes it's not just oh we do this just as a you know whatever yeah. we remember yeah. there is a i think in the wesleyan discipline we we refer to it as it's a means of grace it is i mean like this is there is a yes. spiritual uh thing <laughs> that happens yeah uh, when we come to the table. And, and I believe that means of grace is is directly uh, in the instruction that John shared with us out of Second Corinthians. Mm. So the means of grace, grace is this power to do what we couldn't do on our own. Uh, and communion by command uh, causes us to examine ourselves first, right? So that is grace. Mm. You know, God commanding us to say, Consider your life, consider the things that could be in opposition to God, make those things right. Then we partake of these elements, um, confirming that we are forgiven, confirming that it doesn't bring forgiveness, mm. so to speak. Uh, but I know for me in the last several years, I have come to to believe that that there is a the, the presence of Jesus is in the elements. Just not physical again no not physically in the transubstantiation no. sense I, I lean much more towards an orthodox perspective of although not as extreme even as orthodox as orthodox believes anyway uh, <laughs> orthodox perspective in that there is mystery in the communion table mm-hmm. but there is grace available means of grace i would agree 100 percent with the wesleyan discipline and so when i come to the table that's generally how i pray mm-hmm. is god first i i i'll say almost the same thing every time I say, I don't understand this. You know, almost 25 years in of walking with Jesus, I don't understand this mystery. I, I am admitting to you now as I kneel, God, I got these things in my hand. I, I don't understand all this. But what I say to him every time is, Lord, whatever is possible, whatever you can do, and whatever you want to do in this taking of these elements. I want it all. Mm. I want every bit of your presence. If you can change me by taking these things, I I don't know, man. (laughs) Lord Jesus, just have your way in my life. I'm inviting. I'm communing with you, Jesus. Like I want. And yesterday, as I stand on stage, I prayed a little different. I was like, Lord, I want you as I take these elements in. I want you in me and I want to be in you. I want to be one. I want to be the word communion is to be united. And I thought of the uh, of the church in front of us you know this four or five hundred people in each service i I keep thinking we we are one we are one we are one this these elements make us one well okay but go down that unity line of thinking 
Yeah. And this this ties into an article that you you gave me. Yes. Are we doing it all wrong? Did you read it? <laughs> I did. So I, I got did. I got two more stacks of books. I read it. I highlighted. And you brought I, it. I brought it. Okay. Thought, you better I talk thought, well, about. You know what? Like this. Let's is, talk about <laughs> it. Yep. So give. You turned me out of this yes. article. Like you printed okay. it out. You handed it to me. So roll this out. I I can read the author or whatever if you want. Yeah. I don't know if you have that memory. I don't. But well, I can tell you where it came from. So I'm I'm gonna I'm started using this way of describing this person. I'm gonna say Bishop Comer. John Mark Homer, he's a bishop of the faith. I don't care what people say. Like Chris Conrad, I think he's a bishop of the faith. Uh, whether you believe in that or not is up to you. Whatever. JMC, John Mark Comer, he did a teaching on his uh, Practicing the Way podcast stream, which is, it wasn't part of Practicing the Way. It was one of his like messages, his sermons. And he talked about an, a concept of communion that maybe we are doing communion all wrong, that it was intended to be around a meal, a physical meal, still sacred, still sacramental, still um, real presence in the elements. Um, and then he, he mentioned this. He actually mentioned the book, but he had read this. Uh, we'll call it a Reader's Digest version mm. of the book, which yeah, I have the book. Fairly easy to read. Oh, what book is this out of? It's called The Last Supper, Reclaiming the Symbolic. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I don't even remember what the author's name is. Uh, Rustin Umstadt. I yes. don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name. U-M-S-T-A-T-T-D. Yeah. And the article Umstadt. is The Lord's Supper, Reclaiming the Symbolic Meal from a Symbol of a Meal. Unpackage. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the big ideas that he gets into, which... Yesterday in service, we utilized 1 Corinthians 11. Mm -hmm. uh, this uh, Rustin makes the case for communion. Well, that sweatshirt is like a thousand layers. Dude, like this sweatshirt, like you don't is need one of the nicest things I own anymore. I've never owned a Carhartt up until we rolled these out. They're worth their money. Oh, I dude. text Ryan and Katie because this is the blue one that we got as a Christmas gift, and I was like. This is one of the nicest, like, quality things I have owned. This is yes. so Well, and it nice. has that, whatever, the rain defender. So, like, I've yes. been out in the rain with this thing. Like, the outside of the sweatshirt gets wet. Dude, I'm totally dry inside. I'm like, We're going what? real sideways. Oh. But what about the baby pocket? That's my wallet slides right in it's there, man. so great. Right in there. Get it's yourself wonderful. a Carhartt sweatshirt. No, they're we are not. Cool. Uh, it doesn't have to be sponsored. at Radio Lab. You just buy, yeah. go whatever. Like, they, we're, uh, not, we're not plugging our rule. Very, very expensive, but but and and I that's why I always avoided it. But now, like having it's like okay, I'll buy Carhartt like, stuff. I, I, I get it. I have Carhartt boots that were my wood cutting boots. I've had them for over twenty years. Huh? I don't even know how much firewood I've cut in those boots and just done outdoor like schlepping kind of work. Any rate, got your money. It was too hot. Those. Oh yeah, I'm still. I still wear them. I yeah. still. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I got huh. if I got outdoor work like chainsaw kind of work or whatever, yeah, I'll put I'll put the Carhartt boots on and I I still wear them. That's yeah. simplicity. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not good at that. I was just telling Lisa, it's time to I got to purge the closet again. But anyway, yeah. so First Corinthians 11. Yes. You look at some of what Paul talks about, and and uh, Rustin, the author of this article, he makes the case that. Uh, what we call communion or the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist, mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. is supposed to be done in the context of an actual meal. Why? Right, because, I mean, yes. for one, you look at some of the language. Yes. Right, and I mean, Paul's, Paul's criticism of the Corinthian church is like, mm -hmm. hey, you guys come together for this, mm -hmm. and some of you are getting drunk, and some of you are walking away hungry, and you're like, 
How could you walk away hungry from what? this little? I mean, we're all walking away hungry because this wafer is is this <laughs> it's big. It's literally this you know? <laughs> big, and the cup of juice is like my fidget spinner here. It's like literally. But he even an eighth of an ounce. It, it was food. really fascinating to yeah. me to hear Rustin's the kind of. I mean, going after even that, how mm. we've taken something that yes. is meant to be a symbol of unity, communal togetherness, communal, mm. and we've made it an individual pursuit. Mm-hmm. Even to the point where we have, you know, like, I get my own little chalice, right? <laughs> like, oh, right. and I get to have this, and I'm going to have my own like private time over here, mm-hmm. and it's just me, and I'm going to like talk yeah. to God about my own, you know, stuff, which is cool. Like, we mm-hmm. should, I mean, yeah. examination, confession, repent, like those are all really good things. Yes, but but Rustin makes the case based on First Corinthians 11 that this would have been done in a meal. And the primary mm-hmm. thing that I'm examining as I look around this table that I'm, I'm seated at with brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in the faith mm-hmm. is have I created any division? Is there any separation between mm-hmm. me and some of my physical, let's get, physically let's present get right. brothers and sisters mm-hmm. get that right. Mm-hmm. Because Paul is addressing, and we talked about this last week, mm-hmm. the whole idea of division. Yeah. Right. Like if I'm sitting here at the, at the, at the table where we've eaten together, which again, that's, way more significance there than what we often give it credit for and it's what jesus actually did yes 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 so so he said man like we've mm-hmm. taken something that is inherently communal mm-hmm. and we've made it individualistic which right. is what our culture does to pretty much everything and unfortunately that plays out in our in our spirituality as well and how, how much of that contributes to some of our other conversations, Josh, where we've talked about you know just that solo faith sort of thing and then in onto the things that we own mm. like everybody in a wood cutting community has to have a log splitter everybody's got to have yep. chainsaws everybody in the neighborhood like you've got a neighbor right next to you good friends of ours ben pant great great guy he's what 15 feet from your yeah. house yeah do you and ben both need to own a snowblower right you know what i mean we, we we've had these conversations before um and, and i just wonder how much of this has spun out from the 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 miss potential well and he kind of makes the case that if we can if we get this right that will overflow yes. into other areas yes. right so so it's, it's really fascinating i gotta look through to see some yeah. highlights because josh is, i just i just ripped through that article and i thought of you that's why i gave it to you but i did not do highlighting as you did because i knew i was going to get the book so there's oh. two books that are along this vein okay. where the Eucharist is probably closer to a meal. And so that's c- sort of my next vein of research. Uh, but right now I am reading JMC's Practicing the Way, which is so good. Oh, man, it's so good. But at any rate. No, I mean, he get, yeah, I'm just <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff. And he yeah. references like some of the, the early teachings, yes. which I okay. See, I always, I think it's more fun to pronounce it. The didache. Didache. That <laughs> sounds okay. Italian. See, but I think didache sounds like something you do to somebody in a UFC arena. Right? Like, like off, the top the rope, off the top rope. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which we're referencing. You're, they're not going to be able to see it's, it. Whatever. It's a historical. So yeah. It's, it's, it's the third. Supposedly fourth like the teachings of the 12 apostles. Yeah. But they have different forms, different prayers. Yes. Uh, they give I mean, it's pretty, I mean, this is itty bitty thin, mm-hmm. um, but they, they have actually some prayers written down that they would mm-hmm. have used uh, for uh, the Lord's Supper mm-hmm. and, you know, different things right there. I mean, they've got a prayer for when you take the bread, mm-hmm. when you take the cup, mm-hmm. uh, they've got, they talk about meals together. 
Um, this is this is from uh, the Didache 14, gathering together on the Lord's Day. On the Lord's Day, gather together and break bread mm-hmm. and give thanks after you have confessed your missteps so that your sacrifice may be pure. Everyone who is engaged in a quarrel with a friend is not to be gathered with you until he is reconciled, which Jesus addresses that mm-hmm. before you offer your sacrifice, mm-hmm. go and be reconciled to your brother. Yep. This ties into that idea of unity. Yeah. Hey, we're, this is us coming together, yeah. recognizing we're part of something bigger. Um, because this is what the Lord spoke about when he said, in every place and time, offer me a pure sacrifice because I am a great king, says the Lord, and my mm-hmm. name is marvelous among the nations. Mm. And that's out of Malachi chapter one, yeah. where the Lord said that. But so he references that, <clears throat> but it just, it got my gears turning, especially in light of yesterday doing communion. And I'm, this isn't like saying, oh, like Pastor John did it wrong. Like that's not what I'm. Or that we do it wrong at Radiant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thousand, over a thousand people that come to worship at Radiant, you know, every week. There are some logistical things that would be mm-hmm. extremely challenging for us. Which homeboy, like, I mean. He addresses, he addresses that in there. He does. He like, addresses like, that. like, hey, I get it. This isn't like a... <laughs> yeah, he admits that thing. like, wow. Okay, so if God has has designed the church to be what it is, which we believe that God's leading us at Radiant Life through our elder board and through our pastoral team, um, <laughs> it would be difficult for us to do this in the way that, that he's talked about, which is... But I mean, he, tags, he, he asks a question here because mm-hmm. he's talking... He actually talks about, uh, you know several decades ago within our our nation just the racial segregation that happened yes and he he brings up what's a really interesting point he talks about how you could have you could have uh whites and and blacks everybody all together every color Mm -hmm. at church Mm -hmm. and you could partake in the lord's supper together but you couldn't but you couldn't go eat it and probably wouldn't go eat at a at a diner together how utterly and, and, and he says he says okay this is this is messed up oh so he says gosh. could it be that the symbolic nature of the supper in terms of the meal itself Versus. and not the presence of christ effectively yeah. removed the yeah. need to find unity within the church yes because you said like hey we can go and we can do this symbolic like oh yeah we're yeah we're partaking in this we have unity i'm looking when up you don't actually here. have unity right uh because you you refuse to actually go and sit down and have a meal uh with these these people that are also followers of jesus um i don't know this it was it was a really thought-provoking article i'm now i'm i'm curious i did not realize that this was part of a book mm-hmm. so i'll have to uh i'll have to dig into that yeah and this is um this is why i am i lean towards real presence in the communion table uh, because i find it really hard to believe paul tells us in first corinthians eleven thirty, 30 uh, for those who would partake of communion in an unworthy manner he says uh, this is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have died some have died so for me i, I have a hard time believing that it is only symbolic but it could cost you your life it could you could actually be, you know, sick. And so what are we saying? I mean, what do we what am I saying? I believe the scripture tells us that the 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 sacredness of the communion table is so important to the Lord that he wants us to deal with division. He wants us to deal with sin before. And when and if we don't, there are real world, real physical potential, not every time, but potential consequences for not doing those things. Um, and so 
I can hardly believe I can't believe that's a symbol. It just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, and I like he says this. He says as the pre-cut wafers and individual communion cups are passed, the symbols emphasize that as one partakes of this meal, it is about the wafer and cup, mm-hmm. not the oneness from which the bread and the wine right. come. What's it really about? So in and he's he's saying, yeah, we've 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 individualized it. Uh, what did he said something else? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Again, I've got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff highlighted. <laughs> it's a small article, but it's it was it's pretty good. Well, but it's it's like a weird, <clears throat> maybe some irony. I don't know if, that, if that's the right use. Irony. Mm-hmm. That's one of those words we use wrong a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But but like right, we in in communion we talk about the broken body of Christ. Mm-hmm. But when we engage in communion wrong, we break the body of Christ in a negative mm-hmm. sense because. We see the body yeah. of Christ referenced in in regards yep. to communion. Yep. Where else do we see that referenced? As the church. Right. Right. And that we are right. called to be whole and united. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I think it's because by the broken body of Jesus, the body is united The body is one. actually made whole. Yes. Yes. Pastor Brandon would say that that's a paradox. Yes. But he and says it everything's is. a paradox. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and love, I love Pastor You know, I, I, I like, I'm, you know, like a lot of people that started in January reading through the scriptures. I'm in Leviticus right now talking about the sacrifices. And uh, later on in Leviticus, it says, you know, that, and, and Brandon talked about this yesterday. Kinsey said, you know, this blood, your blood in your body is a life force. Mm. And the scriptures say without the shedding of blood, there's no remission mission of sins um and, and this is why initially you know whoever sheds men uh the blood of men their blood will be shed so this, this eye for eye sort of thing in the justice system uh but that i think that's why it's also sacred right to say mm-hmm. like you have this blood in your body that pumps all the nutrients and oxygen all the things you need to subsist it's the same thing with the blood of jesus mm-hmm. like this is something that we need every day uh in our lives and, and cleansing. That's another component of coming to the communion table that I, I will say to the Lord in prayer, say something, you know, I'm not asking for forgiveness to get to heaven. Uh, that's done. Right. But I, I will ask the Lord, you know, to, to use this time to cleanse me. I will say, God, you know, whatever's possible, I want it. And can you cleanse me? And, and sometimes the Lord will bring some of those things to my mind. Oh, you know, where, where I, oh yeah, you know, and, and I can confess to him, Hey, I'm sorry. Um, which is a whole other conversation. Confession the lost, lost art, the within, lost within commandment yeah. of, yeah. of yes, confession and the freedom, the scriptures promise when we confess. Well, that actually, Maybe that's why we're not free, but that ties into what pastor Brandon talked about yesterday coming out of first John chapter one. He mm-hmm. talks about bringing hey, everything is in the light, man. The things in the darkness, he that's did. not. That's not of God. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's bringing all those things into the light. Yes. And that's because he is in the light. He yeah. is light. He is the light. Yes. Yeah. But no, yeah. it's really interesting. He talks, you know, as he makes the case for communion as an actual meal, mm-hmm. uh, he connects that to interesting, which I found interesting. He connects that to uh, church discipline mm. right? yeah. and how this is like <clears throat> when it talks about yes. excluding somebody from participation it means like it's this like yes. you are you're not allowed to participate in this yes. meal right yes. and it's for their benefit right mm-hmm. church discipline isn't to like do a no. spiritual spanking mm-hmm. on somebody it's it's really in hopes that they're drawn back in mm-hmm. paul talks in uh one of his letters to timothy right about how, like hey i handed this guy over to satan 
so that he could be taught like be i mean so he's mm-hmm. he's removed from the fellowship mm-hmm. uh in hopes that he will repent and, and come back into fellowship mm-hmm. it's not like oh hey we just gave him to satan yeah have fun yeah you know it's well a, matthew it's 18 all restorative and yeah i mean whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven what does that mean you know you're stopping that from spreading essentially mm-hmm. it's it's disease prevention so you know if, if in a church you know the church leadership becomes aware of a person professing to know jesus but practicing you know just willfully practicing sin um we can either choose to ignore that or we can say, hey, Jesus loves you and this is not going to be in your best interest. We're encouraging you to confess and repent and hope that they do. Mm-hmm. But if they choose not to, we have to make a declarative statement and say, this is not what the body of Christ is. Right. You it's, are it's, separating yourself by your choices. It's poison in the well. It's poison I mean, in the water. Let those things persist. Yes. yes. I mean, that's, uh, it'll take everything sideways. Paul says a little so, leaven leavens the whole lump yeah you know and then it's back to the bread bread the broken bread uh conversation you know uh and 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 perhaps there's some of that involved with the sickness and the death that comes Mm. from taking communion in an unworthy manner perhaps there's some of that yeah so he connects it to church discipline he Mm. connects it to actually being able to better identify division within the church Mm -hmm. hey if we're actually sitting down to a meal yeah (laughs) like we might have a, a, yeah. a new lens mm-hmm. to, to see, oh, man, like, um, you know, Bob and you know, Tom never actually, like, they right. always work really hard to avoid each other. Right. Is this a, is this a discipleship thing that we need mm-hmm. to, you know, work at? And if it's routine and regular, you, you then get these opportunities to get right, be right, mm-hmm. and, and restore, yep. uh, which is important. Yep. Yeah. So, and then he just says it. it Eating together binds people together. I mean, there's yeah. a there's a, a a bonding effect, and we know this, right? I mean, yeah, I love it when we if we go to conferences, things like that. Like we we eat together, right? Like yeah. we you know yep. we sit in the Airbnb. We mm-hmm. don't just like every man for himself. It's like hey, right. like Pastor Brandon's yeah. making breakfast tacos yep. in the kitchen. Come on, let's yep. eat together, and we we enjoy those things. Well, you know, maybe we go out to to dinner or something and mm-hmm. we, we'd sit there and we enjoy this meal together yeah. it's not just the food it's there's yeah it's a it's a beautiful beautiful thing and what would it look like for us to maybe consider that and just test the lord mm. say lord we're going to come to these meals uh with that kind of understanding and say hey you know god we believe that we're partaking of the body together not only this food but as we're hearing from each other parts of the body speaking truth into one another uh we we're we're consuming the body well while we're we're partaking of the body in the in the sacred symbolic you know wafer and Mm -hmm. and cup but we're also participating in the body Mm -hmm. by engaging with in a real way in a real way yeah yeah Yeah, i i i think that's amazing and i i think uh maybe a a place to start with that is in these small groups or Mm -hmm. or even d groups you know I, yeah, here's I've heard the thing. some guys I mean, and, and he talks about that. Like, you don't have to, and I don't know. Maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get in trouble because I don't. The, I don't remember what the discipline said. But you don't need a pastor. Yeah, present to, to bless to the do, elements. That's like yeah, yeah. I had somebody ask me yeah. uh, several years ago, like, oh, like, hey, like, you know, my my family member wants to be baptized, uh, but and but and they really want so and so to do it because so and so has been like a huge spiritual influence to them. Yeah, like, is that allowed? I said. In Matthew 28, it says, go make disciples. Yeah. The only requirement to yeah. baptize somebody is that you're a follower of Jesus. Yeah. That's my my personal 
that's an, on that. That's another vein I'm working through and trying to figure out. You know where 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 is where is the authoritative vein and and is it you know from the Didache? You know is it past <laughs> the Didache? Yes. <laughs> you know is there a, a historic uh, vein of authority and blessing given through the apostles mm. and through church leadership? Um, I, I know, like I think I shared on this podcast before, the last time we went to um, the ordination services for the oh. Wesleyan Church and listening to Dr. Wayne Schmidt, who is our national dude, right? Yeah, he's the he's the national super. Another bis- a bishop. Yeah, I mean, another essentially a bishop of the faith. Listening to him and the way that he he gave a physical Bible to each person uh, or ordained and said the same things over them. I sensed um, an impartation. A transference of, of authority. I totally yeah. sensed that. And also a blessing upon each person that was conferred. Uh, and I believe that Dr. Schmidt had that authority to do so. Mm. I don't think anyone could have just gone up on that stage, given those people their Bibles, and blessed them as pastors. Oh. I sensed a special, unique um, and I have sensed that with elders of the faith in other places in my own life where it's like, whoa, there's something different about what's happening here than normal. And I don't know why that is or if it, if it is, if it's just a perception thing. Um, so I don't know that about, about, you know, the administration of the sacraments and I'm still processing. Yeah. Through. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got, I got, <laughs> I got books and things to read and figure out. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. Communion was a big part of the service mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, uh, I read a prayer from Ted Loader's book, gorillas of grace that I really sensed was related to the song mercy of God, which has just absolutely been wrecking me. If anybody listeners, viewers, if you haven't, uh, heard this song it's the belonging co it's by mitch wong there's a version on youtube it's on spotify called mercy of god really really powerful song mm-hmm. that celebrates our own encounter and daily comprehension of of what it means to be a person under god's mercy um well it's it's a remembrance it is i mean, I mean a, a, mm-hmm. <laughs> a reminder that <laughs> the only way Mm-hmm. We can actually come into that space and 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 fellowship and worship and and interface with God is because of His mercy through the mm-hmm. through the the work of Jesus, right? Which was yeah, all mercy, all grace, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was a good good, good service. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that song. It seems that the people really. Uh, it it seems that people really responded. We also did some throwback. Old old school yeah. music, God, you're so good, and um, uh, Lord, I come. Yeah, some older songs. That's good stuff. Yeah, I think we'll, we're going to continue to create some medleys like that during worship. And some of those songs uh, are timeless. They are. Yeah, timeless. Yeah, there are others that are old that sh- they just should leave, probably just not just ever be played again. Yeah, just just let those go. <laughs> you know, good good father. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I was ever real excited about that one. No. No, no. But yeah. Although I like I I I I had a little, p- little bit of PTSD the other day when you're like, "Hey, let's bring back some Lord I left your name on high." <laughs> we I, would always do. So this was years ago. Like we would always do a, a medley cuz they're same yeah. chord, like yeah. same like yeah. it's Nashville, it's same yeah, same 1 4 5 4. But like Lord I left your name on high and every move I make. 
I think Sonic every Flood made I that make, one. I, every move I make, I'm making you. You make me move, I, Jesus. I'm not I mean, the same. Like one. your 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 chords and everything. I think yeah. were the same. So we would we would always do like a Lord, I lift your name on high. Every move I make, kind yeah. of combo platter. But we always did. So years ago, uh, the past we had. He was a drummer, really good drummer, and we would do a trio. Um, I went to the enemy's camp. Oh my goodness. What were the other two songs? And me and my buddy, Nate, who he played guitar on our worship team. Like we, we kind of punked it up a little bit. Uh, so like, so we did like a punk rock version of yeah. this trio of songs. Yeah. And there was, uh, I don't know. We get, we were pretty tight playing those. <laughs> Lord, I left your name on high. I think Rick and I have done not really, but sort of a reggae beat before. Oh, that's a little more uh, different. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So there's some fun ways. I think that we can, we can throw some of those back. Hey, you bring in, bring in some horns. Let's do a ska version. I'm I ready. Will, I will play Lord. I lift your name on Dude, I'm ready for every horns. week. If we do it, ska. Yeah. I, my daughter was in uh, Matilda this, this weekend, the musical and in the pit was a friend that we used to go to church with. Her name is Denise Lewis. She is the first, last I knew, the first chair clarinet in the Elkhart Symphony, and she was playing clarinet in the in Matilda. Um, but she played on our worship team at her previous church, just like next level kind of musician, you know, just super super pro. Uh, it's beautiful, and I've told I've told our worship team, like the people they know. Hey, I'll tell you all right now, listeners, viewers. There's only uh, two instruments that I have. Is YouTube going to kill me? Like, is it going to censor it this? Could. Okay. It could. Um, but <laughs> there's only two instruments that, that I have banned on the worship team. I get some kickback for this, but listeners, viewers, you and, can help me out in the comments if I'm right or wrong. Oh, this is okay. good. This is going to be good. Uh, the first is the stomp fiddle. Oh, yeah. We you had have, one. You have lamented. It had... Yeah, a put in that one song. Yeah. I mean, it only it only really functioned yeah. in that one song. That Ren Collective, yes, uh, Ren Collective, build your kingdom here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the second is um, bagpipes. Never can can never. It's just it's so terrible. I'd be curious to see if like anyone does like a good like combo. Like I like a good like pipe and drum kind of thing. Yeah, but like if you if you have like a a band, you know, guitar, a bass, a you know, a right. drummer, everything like that. Can you, is it possible to tastefully work some bagpipes? I can, I, test, I can test no. I mean, but I mean, you've got bands like Flatfoot 56, Dropkick Murphys. Like I've never like heard your, of any of those things you just said. Oh, dude, you ought to look up. So Dropkick Murphys, Rose Tattoo. Okay. Me and Fish, that's our song, man. It's, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're like Irish punk. Okay, which is, so yeah. Like a, like yeah, a yeah, Celtic a vibe. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, you get, you get, uh. You get some different vibes. So back to your horns comment. Oh, yeah. Any listeners, viewers, if you play the horns or you play cello or you play any of those kinds of instruments, come see me. We want you on our team. And then you should also look up, go to the YouTubes and look up the insiders. I-N-S-Y-D-E-R-Z. Insiders. They had to be cool. And they did a couple albums called Scaleluia. So there's Scaleluia and Scaleluia 2. And they do ska worship songs. And they have a ska version of Lord, I Lift Your Name on High. I'm going to send you a link right now, Jay. Like, live. Send it to me. On... 
Maybe Haley, uh, we're going to text it to Haley as well. We'll put it in the comments. We're going to try to find that article link as well okay. and throw that in, in the comments. Anybody interested in doing some more research on, um, yeah, communion as a meal rather than little cups and wafers and, and that whole thing. Um, Josh, what else? There you go. That is okay. zooming through the airwaves. As we speak. To you. Coming to my, ga- uh, my right gadget. Now. So... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Which, all right. So, hey, I thought, and we don't have to belabor this, just for our, our viewers and listeners, what is currently on the Pastor JB reading list? What are you processing through? Oh, my gosh. So, I just finished uh, Dr. Eve Tibbs' oh. uh, summary of Eastern Orthodox theology, which was very good. It was very enlightening. There was just a... Probably a, just a couple of things where I went away from that and, and said, hmm, I'm not really sure that I am tracking with that. But I would say a good 90% of the, the way that EOC, particularly their soteriology, that is much more. That was resonating with you? No. Yes, because it doesn't, uh, it, it is not substitutionary atonement. It is restorative in nature, which is really interesting. Um I, I I feel like it is a good middle ground from universalism, which we wish could be true. It is not true, but we wish it could be true. Universalism and uh, substitutionary atonement. It's their 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 idea on salvation is 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, so I just finished that. I'm reading. Um, bibliotech version of the bible right now at night my wife got me this set it's a really beautiful well-made book um i'm reading uh every moment holy volume three like just page by page uh every morning um and then i just started practicing the way uh, by john mark comer and i'm probably i don't know three or four chapters in so okay. that's that's pretty fantastic i Wading think eating into the waters yeah yeah after that i'm probably going to go to the spirit of the disciplines with by willard uh and then from there i'm pretty sure i'm going to go into the two books on communion as a okay. meal um but yeah the book pile is getting worse so much so <laughs> <clears throat> we got this little corner in our house uh I'm like, I think I can put a, a nice corner bookshelf there because my bookshelf downstairs is completely full. I've got one of those Ikea, you know, the ones I'm, try, I'm trying to convince my wife that that's a good thing. Books? That, that having a, a be full a thing. <laughs> she's always like, hey, can we, can we get rid of something? I'm like, no, 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 no we, we can't. These are treasures. <laughs> when I give books to people to borrow, depending on the book, I will give it with that like... This is this is something so special to me. Please, I need. So this I back. need to start doing that. I can't tell you how many books I've loaned to people oh, and I've yeah. never gotten them back. And then it's like, hey, where the heck is my copy? Well, of blah blah blah. Depending on the book, I'm fine with it. Like I would love, you know, like well, uh, George, George Earl, you know, he he messaged me yesterday, and he was like, hey, what was what? I know you said that book. Can I get a copy of that prayer from Gorillas of Gorillas of Grace by Ted Loader? And I was sitting there and I got his message. I was like, I could do you one better. Got on Amazon, ordered a copy of the whole book for him. And I, I just like doing that. I like, nice. oh yeah. And the Every Moment Holy yeah. Volume 1, the little uh, 
No, no, no. See, I pocket versions. So here's what I do. I give those out. I, I do volume two. So I will often, if I do a funeral and there's a fitting oh, liturgy in there, yes. I will read the liturgy and then I will mm. bookmark that and give them a copy of oh, volume two. It's beautiful. Because, hey, like this is the prayer that we mm-hmm. just used in the service for your yep. loved one. If you want to look back on this, like, yep. so those, yep. those pocket versions. They're, they're affordable gifts. That's the money. Yes. Right there. And they're really affordable. Uh, the big leather ones are a little bit more expensive. They come down in price. Um, yeah, every moment holy volume one, two, and three. Y'all want to buy those, and you want the good it's leather good ones for home. Yeah, but the pocket ones. Another one that I give away quite often is right there. Um, oh, grace and truth. Yeah, Doctor Preston Sprinkle, because sexuality, uh, biblical concepts of sexuality, marriage, gender are hot topics. I believe that Doctor Preston is, or Doctor Sprinkle is, the leading expert and the most balanced person I have seen uh, to talk about these topics. And so I give Grace two point uh, out quite a bit. Very yeah, cool. Uh, so. Beckett Cook, have you ever done any of his stuff? I don't know. He's uh, He speaks really, and he actually comes from, uh, he's participating in, in he's, actually, he's a gay man. Sure. Right? Like and, Sam Alwery. And, and looks mm-hmm. looks at it kind of post mm. coming into a relationship with Jesus. What does that look like? And Yeah, Beckett Cook. Okay. Uh, he's, yeah I've, yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. He's Sprinkle's got, not on an island i mean there's definitely some other people what about you josh what are you reading um your, i am your, your waiting stack? through and i'm hoping i'm hoping i can finish it before i have to bring it back to the library because i actually <clears throat> there's one book okay. i had a friend recommend i'm like you know what? i'm gonna see if the library has that yeah because i'm you know yeah who knows is it sure. gonna be good uh, it's called digital minimalism i think i've okay. referenced that before okay. cal, cal newport yeah uh, reading through that mm-hmm. uh just finished rare leadership by wilder and, yes. and, and marcus something miller? alan marcus miller is mm-hmm. it i don't remember rare leadership and then i read mm-hmm. rare leadership in the workplace oh which is i read that one i think it's it's kind of like a. it goes over the same concepts okay but it this will sound bad but i i, I think it's good rationale it pretty much removes the faith components sure hey what does this look like makes it palatable yeah yeah and hey here same truths and same truths yeah same truths yeah. uh so i read I, I did both of those um i'm still very slowly processing through the book my dad got me or loaned me that marvelous pigness of pigs by joel saladin okay we've talked about that yeah yeah. um c.s lewis his space trilogy okay so pearl andrew silent planet and whatever the third one's called okay uh going through those and then my audiobook du jour is uh magician apprentice by raymond d feist one of my okay. one of my old time favorite fantasy series interesting so that's my my leisure listen right now i'm trying to to get back to to leisure reading as well because a lot of it's more research-based I try, I, I try to alternate yeah because what i found i i yeah. got to a point where like all of my reading was heavy theology was development or yeah, theology yeah. i'm like you yeah. know like yeah, yeah. It, not yeah. that it became like a grind but yeah. it's like, you know what? I, I used to read just for fun. Yep. And so I've been trying to recapture that. So. I did the same thing. I just finished, um, and I don't know how to say the last name, Brothers Karamazov oh. or Karamazov, uh, Dostoevsky, which that's pretty- <laughs> That's your leisurely read? <laughs> that was my leisure read. <laughs> because it's a novel. Because think, it's a novel. <laughs> I think we have- redefine leisure for you here jb <laughs> i have thought about going back through like lewis like the lion the witch and the wardrobe series oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff but uh yeah no i've been wanting to read that book because so many people have been referencing it oh. it's it, it's a it's a classic brothers 
whatever Karamazov or, however yeah. you say it is is a classic uh and then you know going back through some other classics i read as a kid you know i read a lot of classics as a kid sherlock holmes moby dick i read a lot of those okay um and I, when i was a kid I, my my favorite thing when i was very young two things was biographies i read huh. tons of biographies and then hardy boys Oh, dude, I love me some Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's dating. That is dating us, Josh. <laughs> that is dating us. That's We'd, okay. Some some listeners and viewers are like, Hardy, what is that? Oh, no, that was good stuff. And then stuff. eventually, pick your own adventures. Those were, those were pretty good. Yeah, those yeah. are good, so. I like those. I, I liked, as a kid, uh, Encyclopedia Brown. He was like this kid, I mean, super smart kid, and he would always okay. solve mysteries. And oh, then yeah. they would, like, you'd read the story, Yeah. but then, like, it'd give you space to see if you could solve it on your own mm. and then you'd have to turn to the back to actually see oh this is you know, based on all these details in the story that's creative this is the you know mm. the solution you know whatever and so i, I really like those hardy boys yeah. I, yeah i've always enjoyed those yeah. uh from an early age like i mean i remember my dad reading to my older brother aaron and i he read the hobbit to us mm -hmm. so i've loved fantasy for yeah. a long long time wizard of Earthsea, okay. uh, that was a trilogy now it's a series mm -hmm. or five books in that that's one of my favorite fantasy series fantasy is my favorite genre yeah yeah you uh, like I mean, star trek and yeah yeah uh, yeah i mean or, any, uh, yeah, star, star wars star wars yeah. well I, they're yeah. both cool but yeah, I, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh but yeah sci-fi fantasy that's my ted my decker. leisure have you read any ted decker choice. stuff i haven't i i loved uh peretti yeah i Frank mean Freddy. his stuff like i mean yep. piercing the darkness yep. this present darkness I've read both the oath the visitation you should check uh, out ted decker my friend katie elder um she lives down in florida now uh is that one of mickey's it's mickey's That's, oldest okay. daughter yeah it was katie schultz yep um she turned me on years and years ago to ted decker uh and it was like it was just a color it was like red oh white was the name of the book and it was i can't even remember most of it but it was like very sci-fi kind of stuff and that was no is, does he <clears throat> this is horror is not the right it's that's not the word but some but it's kind of like yeah so frank pretty like the oath oh yeah yeah or the oath i remember talking to my aunt my aunt Mer, yeah. right before like she read it and she told me like she couldn't sleep at night Buckle reading. Up. i'm like isn't isn't oh, this like a christian book this I read the darkness i didn't sleep oh no sometimes. i mean it's it's yeah i mean it's it's yeah. heavy but I, yeah. I don't know i thought they were all like yeah fantastic fantastic books listeners viewers josh and i have talked about you could tell us that's a terrible idea don't do this <laughs> Josh and I are oh, book, yeah, yeah. bookworm. Uh, I'll say I'm a nerd. Josh probably isn't. What's your definition? I just had my kids ask me this. We're watching Full oh, House together. Don't listen to what the kids. <laughs> well, say. no, 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 no. But my kids are like, like, what's a nerd? Like, <laughs> right? They didn't even know. And yeah, like, cause like, what, is, what does that mean? Sure. So, how are you defining nerd? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, uh, Urkel. Okay. You know, sort of like. I don't know. I, when as a Can kid, it was I do that? exactly, or just always reading, which I am generally in that vein. But we have talked about listeners, viewers. We have talked about doing a book club style podcast where we would like a month out. We don't even know what we would call it, but we would give you the book that we're reading. We'd go chapter by chapter. Josh and I would get together and just talk about the bullet points that really stood out to us. And then the listeners, viewers could follow along. I think we were just saying listeners, though. We were talking video, but um, you could follow along week by week 
and see the things that are like really coming to the surface for us and why. And then you could be following along as well. The beauty of still doing video would be mm-hmm. they would have the opportunity to comment True. on YouTube versus yes. most podcast platforms. You wouldn't have that. Yes. And we, we're still trying to figure that out. I have a whole other podcast thing that I'm looking to pursue as well. So And so do I. You just didn't like my idea. but What was it again? I don't remember <laughs> it. The, <clears throat> the name I came up with was uh, Death's Door Dialogue. Oh yes, so, that's a cool. It's a that would be a cool podcast. Talk more. What's yours? What's yours though? It's overflow. Oh co- oh yeah, oh yeah 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 yeah. Which yeah. I think, I think there's a ton of potential there. Yeah so. yeah, we're excited. Um, we're really excited. More and more stuff is kind of, it's it's being sanded and shaped, and there's more interest. There's more people that are reaching out that are hearing through the grapevine about what we've been doing and like, oh, I want to know about that. Um, I would say the overflow cohort is probably the, the result of ruthless elimination of hurry and the concepts of practicing the way and the spirit of the disciplines and you know, Foster's work. It's the nuts and emotionally bolts. healthy discipleship. EHD, absolutely. It's yep. all of that renovation of the heart. It's all of that Ruth Haley Barton's transformation center stuff. It's all of this stuff kind of regurgitated in a packaged way and in a way that you can do something with it you can apply and that's a key thing right because like one of my frustrations as you as even like rare leadership deluge it's like okay hey i gotta take rare leadership how do i how do i meld this with hey we're doing all we didn't know we'd have enough to talk about here we're over an hour right like um how do you mesh you know rare leadership with other half of the church right and like EHD. joy you know you know has said you know all yes. uh, group identity all these different it's pieces there. and you, and like you start to overlay mm. and that's where it gets it gets messy but yeah when you distill it down like you're yeah. saying you've got something actionable because yep. that's the key you can read all the great books in the yes. world with with great principles uh but if you never do anything with it and that's what really happened cool. in my life is I was consuming all this content, teaching from Ryan, books that we were reading as a staff. I don't know how many thousands of hours of podcasts. And what I found is there were certain things that were were really, really becoming um, like regular things, not fad things. Like I had, they were things that were sticky. Mm-hmm. So they became practices in my life as a, as a follower of Jesus that stayed and I had grace from God to do so, right? Before it was like, I couldn't continue in certain practices. Like I do it for, you know, six months and you fall off, whatever. And I found that these, there were certain things um, along the idea of those pillars of health that if I stayed in these lanes, God was extending grace. And it mm. could be seasonal life things. I don't really know. Uh, Sacred Fire is another book. Rollheiser, I would tell you, phenomenal. Um, but that yeah so there's all kinds of podcast ideas yeah. listeners viewers um you listen and watch this some days we we're like <laughs> we understand why we think we have smart things to say other days we're like how is it possible that these people listen and <laughs> who gave us a microphone <laughs> why how did ryan not fire us yet uh he has been super supportive you we know we've, done, we've, we've actually we've we've managed to block him from being able to view the podcast that's why no <laughs> well, that's not, not really I, he listens <laughs> he's a, he's a podcast guy but he doesn't i don't think he's watches podcasts he listens no he's a, he listens yeah. yeah but so if you have any interest in any of those kinds of ideas let us know if it'd be something on that note 
we're gonna we're gonna jump right now yeah live on monday february 5th uh when we're recording this we're gonna go to the radiant life channel here i am at the channel and i am looking right now it play in service or what it was playing service okay i paused it so radiant life church is currently at 981 subscribers thank you Look, that's super awesome. That's, we're really that's, excited. We're creeping closer by the week. That 19 number of of subscribers. Uh, we are just asking that you would help us get to this thousand mark goal. Remember, and then we got to get our crap together and hammer out the details. I of got, what we're doing. I'm in. I, I think I got a. I got an idea. It will. It'll take some some work, but. Uh, Remember, Radiant Reflections is just one of the weekly expressions of what happens Mm -hmm. on the Radiant Life Church YouTube channel. The great teaching that's coming from Pastor Josh, Pastor Brian, Pastor Pam, uh, and of course, our our Brian. I think you said Brian. I meant to say Ryan. And Brandon. I think you you comboed Brandon. Yeah, I had a little. Yeah, I meant to say Ryan last. our lead pastor ryan the, all that teaching is on the radiant life uh, youtube channel so 981 subscribers isn't just a radiant reflections in fact we're gonna go ahead and take a good stab a majority of those are people most of them are probably engaging yeah with the service they're well. engaging with the service this uh, this is an ancillary thing but we want you to be a part of that help us to get 19 more subscribers the way that you can do this it's by sharing this podcast. I know we say the same things every week. Do you know what we sound like? We sound like a like a telethon. Infomercial. You remember when like PBS yeah. would do Call their telethon? <laughs> That's right. Look at we've got two phones open in the back. But wait, <laughs> there's more. If you call now and make your pledge of sixty dollars, we'll send you this random tote bag that nobody's ever going to use, but it says PBS on it. But wait, there's more. The tote bag is now available for your gift of only slash forty dollars. And we put a pair of socks in there for you. <laughs> socks are useful. I would wear socks. Yep, uh, I do every day, except in the summer when I wear uh, sandals or flip flops. Okay, there you anyway, go. Sorry. I I totally derailed <laughs> help doing. us help us guys get these <laughs> these 19 more subscribers you've got friends you've got family that would be interested in the bible teaching the worship the podcast everything that's at radiant life church youtube channel uh haley's been helping us get more subscribers ch- pushing this out push it out the best way is facebook um your your youtube stories you can push links out there help us get uh and youtube stories i said youtube stories i meant to say instagram huh. stories I'm backwards. I don't know. I said November instead of February yesterday. We're just we're yeah. just tracking. Yes, yeah, try to hang with us. Try to try to stay with <laughs> us. We don't know always, but like and subscribe. Another great way to help this grow on the audio side is give us a thumbs up on the Spotify platform. And then on Apple Music, you can give us a five star review and hopefully if you give us a one star review, it's cool. We would we'd love to chat with you about that. Just yeah, shoot us an email. Why? Yeah. 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 If it sucks, y- we'd like to Yep. Not, send so. that uh to ryan at the re- no, no don't do that <laughs> that will get us fired one star reviews but reviewing and just uh telling others why you like uh the radiant reflections podcast on apple music would be awesome and there's other platforms the not good ones like google android do they still are they still even still in business they actually just google? changed <laughs> they, it's no longer google uh, uh google play or play store it's was? now called youtube music so YouTube huh. Music got, yeah, because we syndicate on that platform, tons of podcasts with my work, and the, I got all these emails saying, hey, switch everything over to here. And I'm like, I don't want to switch everything over. 
This is, but the difference between Google Play Store and YouTube Music is monster big. And we are doing the switches because people don't know this. The number one search engine on the face of Earth is Lady Google, right? The number two search engine on the face of the Earth is YouTube. It's well, not whatever if I want to know how to change my brakes. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to go to YouTube and hopefully somebody has yes. changed brakes on my kind yeah. of a, a lot of times we bypass video. Google to find information because we want video instruction on the thing we're looking for. So we go to YouTube actually before we even go to Lady Google and get the video to change your brakes. There you go. So whatever, like, subscribe, share this. We'll be back next week with a brand new series called ER. ER. It's emotional be, relationships is that what, uh, it's like emotionally for? healthy and holy relationships so cool. just looking at what does holiness look like in the context of relationships. relationships so and totally not related to any of that mm -hmm. i glanced at your calendar happy early birthday dustin dustin <laughs> dustin miller i just i just saw you i like oh. for what some oh, reason yeah, that, dustin that, miller's that birthday's on thursday eye. so uh I was little, and uh, yesterday's birthday, birthday uh was diane walters and Shout all out. yep and also uh naomi bates had happy birthday 14th birthday if you I think. see any of those individuals yeah. wish them a happy birthday yeah so. all right god bless you guys we will see you next week thanks for listening to radiant reflections the podcast of the radiant life church in sturgis michigan we hope today's edition of radiant reflections has helped you live like jesus and share his love with your family friends and neighbors to learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.